Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to Goshen Baptist Church, and happy Thanksgiving. Well, thank you. Our call to worship today, I'm, I'm actually two people today. I'm, I'm myself, and I'm also Scott. Scott and Brenda are away at their niece's wedding today, and so uh, I have to do double duty, as I was joking with some people earlier, I actually have to earn my living today. So. <laughs> Our call to worship is found from selections from Psalm 104. And I will read the part in white, and you will read the part in yellow. Praise the Lord, my soul. He makes grass grow for the cattle, and plants for people to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth. All creatures look to you to give them their food at the proper time. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God. Awesome. Well done. Beth is now going to lead us in the hymn for the beauty of the earth. It's found at number 793. If you need a hymnal, just raise your hand. We'd be happy to make sure that you get one. little technical difficulties of masks. There we, go. we can get this figured out. Huh. Anybody else? Excellent. Well, and you're encouraged to sing together. You just have to wear your mask while you're singing. And so uh, whether you're here or at home, please sing along for the beauty of the earth. Announcements. 
we have some birthdays and anniversaries are coming up this week. And uh, Bill and Marguerite on October 11th. In case you've forgotten, your anniversary is coming up this week. So <laughs> enjoy. Have a nice time. Uh, and Dwayne and Serena on October 13th. Their anniversary is coming up as well. And blessings to all of you. For Bible study this week, uh, I was a little bit ahead of myself before. This week we are actually starting the blessings of Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. And you'll have two times when you can connect, either Thursday morning at 10 o'clock or Sunday morning at 9.15. The Sunday group may actually be still finishing up the last one, I'm not sure, because uh, there's a little bit of lag with the times that we've had together. Next week is our 180th anniversary. Woohoo! And uh, so we're very excited to have Peter Black that's going to be playing some music for us to worship together with, and our speaker, Dallas Friesen. Dallas is a friend of mine, formerly from CBOQ, and now with Indwell. And now I'm going to invite a special guest to come up, and this is uh, Yvonne Rachel, and she works with the Upper Deck here in Tilsonburg. And so Yvonne, please come up and share with us today. We'd love to hear about what's happening there as we continue to support the Upper Deck in our missions. with death, 
and said, I need to know if God is real. I knew exactly who to turn to. Because these were the people who had shared Christ with me, who had loved me, even when I had rejected them and been quite verbally aggressive <laughs> towards them. I knew that they loved me no matter what and that I could go talk to them. So when the opportunity came up, you know, Matt's uh, father volunteers at the upper deck and Matt um, kept saying when we moved to town here a couple of years ago after we got married, so I might go volunteer there and I'm like, oh, I don't know anything about kids really. <laughs> and, um, and the Lord really led me there. And so now I know lots about kids and I love it. <laughs> so God had a plan, even though I didn't understand it. I didn't know anything about it. But um, yeah, I am on Facebook. So if you guys want to follow the things that we're doing, we have a girls group, we have a Friday night drop in, and then we're starting a new program called Alpha Youth. And so that's going to be on Mondays. So if you would like to get updates, if you'd like to receive um, just prayer requests or praise uh, items, please let me know. I'm going to be at the back of the church and I have a little um, package for you. If you're online, feel free to give me a call. My phone number is 289-221-2181 and I would love to chat with you. If you'd like to partner with us or if you know anyone who'd like to volunteer with us, we'd love to chat. Thank you guys, happy Thanksgiving. Well, thank you so much, Yvonne. I would like to just say that Yvonne uh, is a delight to work with. I mean, you guys are just getting a little snippet of, of getting to know her, but she is uh, always uh, full of love for Jesus and love for the kids. And so she has gone on staff this September, so last month, and uh, it hasn't, has it been a month yet? Not even, I don't think. The 13th. There you go. So we're really close. And so um, it's wonderful that she's on staff and that she's helping out and pouring her life into these kids. So as it is one of our missions that we support, and this month we are supporting the Upper Deck, so I'd encourage you to give to that. And if you would like to give directly to Yvonne Rachel, then please speak to her after the service. And uh, she'd be happy to help you to make that connection, and you can do so. As we talk about giving, of course, uh, this is what God has called us to do. We are blessed in order to bless others. So let's now take a moment and thank God for the offerings that have come in, that are coming in, and for the ongoing work of the upper deck. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today that we got to hear a little bit of Yvonne's heart for children, uh, her love for you and her desire that others would know you, that they would know the love that she has, that you have placed in her heart, and the joy. And Father, so we ask that you would bless her ministry, uh, that you would give her all of the support that she needs, that you would care for her and Matt, and bless them as a couple. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give to the ongoing work of your kingdom in its many ways. So bless all of the gifts, we pray. Bless the givers, we pray. And Father, may your kingdom grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to come to our praying together time, and I want to know, first of all, are there any praise items? Any praise items at all? You can just say, no, my life stinks. It's okay. <laughs> our friend, our Kendall, is moving along very well. Kendall's moving along very well. Kendall Parsons, good. Kendall had surgery and extending her Achilles tendon at 12 years old, and, and she's coming along. Yes. Let's continue to pray for Kendall. Anybody else? We thank God for the bountiful harvest we have. The rain and the sunshine and all the food. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. The, the bountiful harvest that we've had, Joyce said, and, and all of the, the rain at the right times, the food. Um, her zucchinis have been out of control. I don't know about anybody else, but um, it's, it's a good problem to have. I actually used it as a, a way to go and talk to my neighbor, that I, this young guy, and I was like, hey, I'm going to take a zucchini over and offer it to him, and that's my foot in the door, right? So, um, amazing. What else? Not family gatherings, apparently. That's, that's not something anybody's excited about. That's just work, right? <laughs> yeah. 
So, I'm thankful for you and for Beth. Oh, I know when you signed on, you didn't think there was going to be a pandemic. That's not in your mind at all. <laughs> and we are so fortunate to have had you Thank at you. our church. Thank you. I appreciate that. You can wash them over. Um, <laughs> I, you know what I'm thankful for today? I'm thankful that we have a house. I'm thankful that we have a full basement space under that house. I'm thankful for sump pumps when they actually work. <laughs> so, anybody wants to come for a swim? <laughs> so it's been a real test of character. If I look tired today, uh, the last few days we've been trying to figure out what's wrong and eventually I just put in a second sump pump and um, it's been rough. It's been rough. Sometimes when we come to these times of, of, of celebration, it's hard for some people. There are other things going on in their life where there's people that are missing in their life. And it's challenging. Yesterday, my mother-in-law, uh, she it would have been her anniversary. And she has now been a widow for as many years as she was married. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. And we got to remember that in the midst of our celebrations that we need to be praying for the, the difficulties and the, the challenges that people are going through. People are sometimes good at putting on a brave face, but we really need to get to know one another. And so these are the people that we've been praying for. Do we have any updates on anyone that we've been praying for? Anybody that uh, needs to go on this list that is not there? Tell you a little bit about Kim McKibben. I uh, Brenda McKibben, who often sits at the back of the church here, because she's she must be a Baptist. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so Brenda, her um, daughter-in-law Kim, has been going through cancer treatments. She went through chemo. And now she's going through radiation, and she's doing okay, but it still knocks it out of her. So we're going to continue to pray for Kim, and uh, just pray for Brenda and her family too. Brenda's been super busy. And so, uh, just for some time of rest for them as well. Anybody else? It's important for us to make these connections with these people. These are all people that some of us know in our community. We may not know all of them, but we know some of them. So let's make sure that we connect with them during the week. Show them that we care about what's going on. And so we can update with one another how they're doing. Even more importantly, so that they know that they're loved by the Spirit of Christ in us. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you today and there are many things to be thankful for. Friends, family, food. This time of Thanksgiving where, for many, it's a celebration, and we praise you for that, Father. We also recognize, though, that for some it's a difficult time. It's a time of, of noticing what is not there. Or who is not there. And so we ask that you would comfort the grieving. Father, that you would hold them close. Father, for those who have been through difficult and challenging times, we pray that you would, would care for them. Father, for those that need healing, we lift them up to you. Father, today we bring before you Albert Hardiman, Angela Butry, Lloyd Anderson, Kim McKibben, Dave Callahan, Steve Cowell, June Chambers, Marlene Clemens, Jack and Audrey Rowland, Roger Sandler, Kendall Parsons, Dave Lawson. Father, there are others in our circle of family and friends that also need your touch. And in this moment of silence, whether it is us or somebody else, we bring that before you. 
Father, we also bring before you our sister churches of First Baptist Simcoe, and their Pastor Daryl McGuire, and our sister church of Eden. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would just be with them today, that you would pour out your blessing in them. Father, that they would share the truth of the gospel. Father, help us to be your hands, your feet, and your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. It's Thanksgiving, so I think we're almost obliged to sing this song at Thanksgiving, aren't we? Uh, give thanks with a grateful heart, number 170. So, number 170 in your hymnal. And so that part I get, and I understand harvest, 
I love celebrations. I mean, some of you saw pictures from a couple of years ago when we were at the wrong, and I had for my 50th birthday party, it was a little bit after the event of my birthday, we had this gathering at the Royal Ontario Museum, and I just invited friends to come out for this really fun night. And it was so great to have all of these friends together. And so, here we go. A little tour of some of my friends. This is my buddy Bill. And Bill and I spent a lot of time playing Frisbee. Including times when we were supposed to be in class in high school. Um, and so, Bill was uh, somebody that I met through this, the Scarborough School's choir that we were both involved with. And he's a couple years older than me. And uh, Hannah actually stayed at Bill and Anna Marie's place when she was in school. Does anybody know who this is? Hey, good job, my buddy Bob, that's right. He's pastor in Canada, you hear lots about him. He's a friend of ours, Dwayne, and uh, he went to church with us when we were kids. And then Cole and Megan, and they just recently got married, and they were some of my blizzard slingshots. And so, I just love spending time with friends. It's, it's amazing, that's partly why I like coming to church too and seeing all of you. And of course, then there's some other friends that you might recognize here. This was when we were golfing a couple of years ago, and there's Scott and his son Alex, and then his wife Brenda, and Joanna, our friends, and there's Bill again, and his wife Anna Marie, and Beth and myself. I love spending time with friends. And I love spending time with family as well. Many of you now know we have an annual Thanksgiving tradition that was interrupted very rudely by COVID last year, because there was no Norfolk County Fair to go and have our Thanksgiving dinner at. And so this is what we did a couple of years ago. This is our Thanksgiving dinner. And of course, there's us, our son Will, his wife Hillary, our friend Chris, another friend Chantel, and Hannah. And I love spending time with friends. And I love spending time with family, especially when there's food. Right? That's amazing. Thanksgiving is about the food, right? The, 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 I don't know, the family stuff? Eh, take your leave it with the food. Awesome. So good, right? And some homes, like our home, when we had special meals, we would get out the nice plates and the, this polish up the silverware if it needed polishing and set everything out really beautiful. It was like a banquet. What are your Thanksgiving traditions now that you've heard of some of mine? What do you do? And if you're online, you can put it in the chat. Lots of food. <laughs> Lots of food. What kind of food? A potluck, awesome. Okay, everybody bring something, and there you go. And at least you know you should like at least one thing there, right? Because if you didn't bring something you like, that's your own fault. All right, that's fair. What are some of your Thanksgiving traditions? Somebody else. Always turkey. Always turkey. And everything, and lots of laughter. Nice. And the son in laws that are, yeah, very amusing. Excellent. Very good. So you have turkey and turkeys. Uh, sorry, yeah. turkey and laughter. Sorry. All right. What else? What are your family traditions? What do you do? Do you have some? Is there a special food that you make for Thanksgiving? Got to be some others out there. Nothing they're willing to share. All right. So let's go to the next question then. Why is it important to celebrate? Why does it matter? Why celebrate? Why should we celebrate? It's fun. It's fun, that's right. Why else? Anything else? Or is that enough of a reason? Is that all we need? What's that? Thankful for our family. Thankful. Sure. It's an opportunity, an excuse to gather together, to celebrate, because God is good. You know, Jesus spent a whole bunch of time telling people that the kingdom of heaven is like this, or it's like that. And the kingdom of heaven is like a feast. It's a big celebration. Did you know that the kingdom of heaven is like a party where we get friends and family who believe in Jesus? Present, past, future, amazing. What more could you ask for? Well, the fact that it's actually going to be like this wedding supper, too, concept. Jesus talks about this as well. And it's going to be a reunion. It is going to be the biggest family gathering that you have ever been to. And it's going to be amazing. And so heaven will be like a harvest party wedding. 
a fall wedding, one where we celebrate all of the food and all the blessings, but there's this wedding going on too. Well, there's three things that you need if you are a guest for a wedding. First of all, you need an invitation. Because if you don't have an invite, <laughs> that may be a really nice wedding, but you are not going to it. Unless you're a wedding crasher, that does happen, I suppose, but kind of impolite things to do, maybe. And the second thing is that you need an outfit, right? I mean, guys, we can maybe get away with a little bit more. The women are like, gotta get new shoes. Gotta go out and get the matching purse. And maybe they're like, it depends, but if it's a, if it's a big deal, you're going to get put on your best, right? And then, of course, for a wedding, you should bring a gift. So you have an invite, an outfit, and a gift. Well, Jesus talks about the invitation, your invite to this wedding supper. As you find in Revelation 21.9, where it says, The angel said to me, write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. Hmm, kind of cool. Who's getting married? Why is it a lamb? Well, that's Jesus. That's just a way of talking about Jesus. Let's take a look at another story about invitation. And we find this in Luke 14. So if you have your Bibles and like to turn there, we're looking at Luke 14, starting at verse 15. Fingers not working today. Something about that. Luke 14, starting at verse 15. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. See, it's going to be a feast. There will be chocolate there. Absolutely. Firmly believe that. Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come, for everything is now ready. See, you get an invitation, and that's great, but if you don't do anything with it, but just say, oh, that's pretty, and put it away, it's not going to do you any good. You need to go. They all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field. And I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor the crippled, the blind, the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in, so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. Well, that's not a cheery story. What happened to these people who were invited? Well, they made excuses. They made excuses why they couldn't come. I have other priorities, you see. I, I, I'm going to invest my money in, in my business. I'm going to, it's going to be all, I've got to look after my business. In this case, it's oxen. Yeah, you know how oxen are. They won't keep, they won't wait. They've got to be looked after. I've got to do that. I, I just got married. Big responsibility, right? I can't come to the wedding. I, that is the weirdest excuse I've heard. I just got married? Okay, all right. I don't think you were being invited to be a groom or a bride in this situation, so I don't see how that's conflict. Anyways, people come up with excuses, and this invitation is that of Jesus Christ to come to his wedding, to his celebration, to don't put it off, so you don't make excuses. So the first thing you need to remember is don't ignore your invitation. Don't ignore your invitation. 
And that invitation goes far and wide, like in the story. Right? The, those who were originally invited, they made excuses. So then, the doors are thrown open. Go out and find people. Compel them to come in. Who do you need to invite to this feast we're going to have, to this harvest party wedding? Who is God calling you to say, come on, I'm going to drag you by the ear if I have to. You need to come. You need to meet Jesus. You need to be at the party. Invite is the first one. The second one is outfit. And this is kind of one that's always been a little bit unusual to me, that we find this story in Matthew 22. Verse 2, where Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. Cool. A wedding banquet. Sounds like fun. Let's take a look at it. Matthew 22. We're going to look at verses 2 to 14 here. This is another interesting one. Another one that has some questions that come up as we read through this. Matthew 22, starting at verse 2. As I read to you, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. And then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cow cattle have been butchered. And everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. I learned that the, the fattened ones, the fat actually helps the flavor. Now you know. But they paid no attention and went off. One to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants... The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street, at the corners, invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the good as well as the bad. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. And here's the part that's kind of an interesting story. When the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? And the man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot, and throw him outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. What on earth is that story about Jesus? That's kind of a dark one. You know, you tell everybody to come in, and then this guy isn't wearing wedding clothes that... You give out wedding clothes? That's different. And then he's not wearing them, and so he gets thrown out into a description of hell. That's the same language that Jesus uses. What's going on there? There might be some different theories, but here's one. That I think this outfit is about our righteousness that is found in Christ. You can't sneak into this wedding party. You can't be a wedding crasher. It doesn't work. You will be kicked out. But the outfit that he has given us, we find the language in Isaiah, he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. This is like his wedding clothes. And as a bridegroom adorns his head like a, a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. We are clothed, clothed with the righteousness of Christ. This is what he has given to us. We can't sneak our way into this wedding party, harvest party. Paul writes it in a different way to the Ephesians. He says, put off your old self, which is being corrupted by deceitful desires, and put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. This is what Jesus has done for us. When he made that exchange on the cross, we are given his righteousness. Those are our wedding clothes. We need to be right with God. So don't overlook your outfit. 
an invite, an outfit, and a gift. Well, what could the gift be? What gift could we bring to this wedding party harvest? I think the gift we have is found here. See, when Jesus was talking about heaven, he said, small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. This little gate, this little narrow path, Take a look at one other story that is found in the Gospels. Let's turn to Luke 13, 23 to 30. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? And he said to them, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door. Because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you came from. Then you will say, We ate and drank with you, and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. And there will be weeping there, and gnashing of teeth, when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves are thrown out. People will come from the east, and west, and north, and south, and will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. Indeed, there are those who are last will be first, and first will be last. The gift is this gift of salvation. It's this gift that God has given us through Jesus Christ. This open door. It's actually a gift to us. Peter wrote it this way. He is patient with you. He is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but wanting everyone to come to repentance. Why is Jesus so long in coming? He is patient with us. But eventually, that door will be closed. One day Jesus will return. It will be too late. Jesus shares another story about some bridesmaids, essentially, virgins with their lamps and their oil. Let's turn to Matthew 25 and take a look at this one as well. It's an important story. An important warning. That time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in their jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom! Come out to meet him. Usually it's the bride we're waiting for, isn't it? (laughs) That was my outside voice, sorry. Um, Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. What about this gift? Do not grieve your gift. Do not leave it sitting there unused. Something to be sad that was ignored. The kingdom of heaven is like a feast. It's like a celebration. Do you want to be there? I want to be there. I'm looking forward to it. It's like a wedding supper where the church is the bride. 
married to Jesus, this celebration, this harvest party, it is this reunion that will outdo anything that we have ever seen or will ever see in this earth. As I read to you in Matthew, many will come from the east and the west and take their place at the feast with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. And it sounds like a fantastic time. I wouldn't want to miss it for anything. What about our own banquets? What about our own get-togethers? Do we ever stop to invite anybody outside of our own families? Levi, tells us in Luke 5.29, held a great banquet for Jesus at his house. And a large crowd of tax collectors and others. <laughs> oh, goodness only knows what others might be. Maybe they didn't want to say the word prostitutes. They were certainly the outcasts. We're eating with him. Who would you invite? Would you go there? Would you, would you actually go outside of what God has, has or what, outside of what we would normally do? out of our safe spaces, out of our safe list of invitations, would we go into the alleys and reach beyond our own circles to find the lost, to invite them, and bring them to the wedding supper of the Lamb? This woman in John 4, this woman at the well, she was there in midday, the hottest point of the day, probably because she didn't want to Talk to others. Maybe because nobody really thought she was too fantastic. But something amazing happened. When Jesus spoke to her, when Jesus changed her, she went back to the town and said to the people, Come see. Are you inviting people to come see? Because Jesus says, Look at the fields, they are ripe for harvest. Don't we want to be the ones that harvest a crop for eternal life? That invite others and they say, yes, I want that. I want to be part of that invitation. I want to be part of that party. Like the work that Yvonne and others are doing at the upper deck. So the sower and the reaper may be glad together. And heaven will be like the harvest party wedding. At least that's what I think it will be like. And so let's make sure that we don't forget, don't ignore our invite. Our outfit and the gift that Jesus has given to us. Don't ignore your invitation, don't overlook your outfit, and don't grieve your gift. And I hope to see you there. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for celebrations and parties. But we have to confess that we're often inwardly focused in our own circles. Help us to see as you see. Help us to look beyond our immediate family and friends to who needs an invitation to the wedding feast of the Lamb. Father, give us your spirit Pour him out on us that we would be inspired, emboldened to speak your word, to invite others, to offer them the wedding clothes and the gift that was so richly given to us. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our final hymn together today is number 797. Come ye thankful people, come.
And so now, go from this place. Invite others to this amazing harvest wedding party that we are invited to. Go into the street corners, go into the alleys, go and find the lost that we are called to seek and to save. And go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.